panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three cr.org.au, three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. And I have to say it good afternoon, three CR after what I did on Friday night. And three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Kulin Nations at the 
overlap of Wurundjeri and Bunurong lands. We pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in and we acknowledge that all the lands were stolen and never ceded. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Yes, yes, yes. 3CR, um, lots of ways to get in touch with this show on 3CR called Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. I'm your host for the hour. I use the pronouns she and her. And welcome to listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. And the ways to get in touch with the show, you can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456751215, tweet at Sal Gold said so, also Mastodon, Instagram and Blue Sky as we expand into the 2023 platforms that exist and lots of posts on Facebook, both on my page Sally Goldner AM and Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. You can also uh, snail mail to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. Remember, any opinions I express on the show are strictly my own, not those of any organisation with which I am or have been associated. Um, possible general content note for today, QLife including switchboard 1800-184-527, Rainbow Door 1800-729-367. And we opened up with the mighty Paul Kelly, a massive Yes Vote supporter from the Stolen Apples album of 2017, I think it is. Um, God Told Me To, which is a perfect lead-in to our wonderful guest, um, who is... Um, in the Fringe Festival with a fantastic show appropriately called God Hates Me, um, which anyone (laughs) would think this show was planned and, well, you might be right and you might be wrong because we could have a non-binary option. Uh, Welcome back to someone who's become become one of the the out-of-the-pan alumni, Jack Brady. Good to have you with me and the listeners on this uh, sunny Sunday. Good afternoon, Sally and listeners, and I just need to say... Blue sky, I've forgotten to register. You've just reminded me there's another one now. Oh, my goodness. So many, so many. <laughs> yes, well, that's the thing. And then there's this one, Threads, as well. Um, goodness great. Goodness me, I can't just I can't keep up with them all either. What, what happened to the good old days when we had nice paper telegrams and that's all there was, you know, <laughs> sort of um, register here, dot, um, stop, Morse code, whatever. Um <laughs> Um, so um, definitely we can um, get on the platforms as we have to um, to do. Um, so um, you've got an awesome show coming up in the Fringe Festival um, called God Hates Me. Um, where did, was there a sort of any particular light bulb moment or moments because we like being non-binary, of course, on this show. And I should <laughs> check in with you, Jack, um, which pronouns, if it's okay to ask which pronouns you use, if any. I'm using they, them at this stage, but I am getting bloke lately. So um, completely okay with they, them and bloke. (laughs) Bloke. Righto, 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 bloke. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Rips in order. Um, God hates me. (laughs) Why does, what's that about? I thought God was loving, but um, you've come up with an inspiration for a show called God Hates Me. Uh, Yeah, and I do say this show is about all the people who think God should hate me, but we can't get that on a poster. Ah, yeah. So so that that it it is about effectively, it's about anti-authoritarianism through the expression of joy. So it's a very joyous show that looks at the ridiculousness of scams and cults and conspiracies that are you know quite extreme things, but rather than you know, it's it's about bringing joy to that and removing all the shame and fear around those things because all of us, you know, I, there is a thing I say in the show and it's spoiler alert, I say I thought I was too smart to be to end up in a cult but it turns out that I'm nosy enough. Um, <laughs> so, look, it, it, they capture everybody and I think we have this upsurgence of authoritarianism in the world and many of us have had family members and friends end up in these things that are at least cult-like, you know, these movements that we might like to call conspiracies or whatever else. 
And every, all of these things have threads of truth in them and they quite easily sort of grab people. So I was interested in that. But also something that came out of my queer community that I love mm-hmm. was I did a show called Gold Star Failure last year about the joys of failing. <laughs> yeah. And on that show, I threw in a favourite joke of mine, which is about being kicked out of Sunday school because I couldn't speak in tongues. <laughs> and that is a favourite joke. And at the end of the show, I talked about, you know, even failing religion, failing things like that. And at the end of the show, someone approached me, who I won't name, but they said that they didn't feel so alone and that they were a survivor of religious trauma. Mm-hmm. So I went, well, I've got some of that in my background. How do we meet this in a way that is joyful and expressive, but also shame and stigma removing uh, for all of us? And so that's where God Hates Me came from, came from that those pivotal things for me, I think, and that pivotal moment of thinking, well, this is the audience that I care about. Um, we're not always going to do it right. You know, we, we, we've got strings of content warnings and we try and be trauma-informed mm-hmm. as best we possibly can. But this show is is meant to make us, you know, like there's, there's a line in one of my songs that some people have been subjected to. I've got a song called The Abominable Snow Person. Thank you, everybody that has sung at all my promo events. <laughs> oh, my goodness. People like, like this song, I did not expect people to sing with such gusto, but they do. Um, and, you know, there's a line in that which is, with a bit of practice, you and me will reframe a narrative or two. And that's the whole show in that one sentence. That's what it's about. Um, let's reframe some narratives. We also just will mention once again, if there's um, given mention of trauma, um, QLife, including Switchboard in Victoria and Tasmania, 1-800-184-527, Rainbow Door, 1-800-729-367. Um, Jack Brady talking about God hates me. And, um, yeah, look, also just it's lovely when you know, just those little, you know, they seem like fleeting moments in time, but that lovely audience member who gave you the idea and gave you the feedback, it is, that's just such a wonderful thing as well that, you know, here, here's an idea for a whole, you know, sort of hour-long show. Um, there, there it came, which is pretty cool. Um, so, um, you know, sort of you, you're, you're not the, by any means, you know, if there is such a thing as a typical um, comedian, I, I'm yet to meet them, um, but we'll say the stereotype of a comic, you're not doing so, a funny thing happened to me on the way here tonight or anything no. like that. Although no. lots of funny things have happened to you in your life so far. Um, <laughs> Just and, life. <laughs> and, um, you know, sort of one of the, you know, we've all sort of, whether we realised or not, we've been sort of caught in cults and we wanted to give away a couple of tickets to your show. Yes. Um, mm. And we've got a way of doing it. Tell us about that while I think of it. So I'd like... If, if anyone feels so inspired to send in over the next today or the next couple of days to send in to the show your ideas for what should be classed as a cult or a scam or a conspiracy. Now, I need to put a disclaimer, caveat. Uh, the voice is not one of them. I voted yes early because I could. <laughs> so, just so uh, you know, things that like for me, when they used to do this, I think they still do this. For people on Newstart, you have to apply for 20 jobs a month. I think that should have been registered as cult light or a conspiracy or a scam <laughs> <laughs> to keep people hooked and settling because that's all you sit doing. So just some ideas like that, some fun ones, some creative ones, and you'll get two tickets to God Hates Me. We'll pick well, the very unbiased decision-making process between Sally and I, um, <laughs> which is entirely dependent on our Honey, sense of humour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, will, we'll, in a very biasedly unbiased way, <laughs> select mm. a winner. Well, that that's right. Um, um, to borrow from a show that we're probably not allowed to mention, but I will anyway. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. What is it? Um, the judge's decision <laughs> is final and no correspondence will be entered into because the judges can't read or something like that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, anyway. 
Um, not that there's anything wrong with that if you can't. Um, so, but I mean, you know, look, the, um, I'll, I'll I'll throw in a you know a, a teaser, and I'm I'm not eligible to win, but um, you know, sort of um, one could argue that um, the you know going from the Centrelink, you've got to apply for twenty jobs thing that the whole um, ca- you know, I just call it the industrialized, technologicalized system. Whether you call it capitalism, communism, etc., one could argue that is a big cult that we're so- that a lot of us get trapped in and find you know sort of feel like we've always got a foot in the trap. What do you reckon? Totally. I mean, oh, I don't want to give any spoilers, but there's a little bit of anti-capitalism in this show too. <laughs> so, it, I mean, because you know, it's, a, it's a, effectively an authoritarian structure. You know, it's a structure that structure that was about regulating our bodies so that we are labour machines. And you know, it, there's so much written about this. And from my perspective, as a potential political science PhD, I've got to be careful. I don't go down the rabbit hole in this answer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it's definitely, it's so easy to get trapped into, look, I remember when I thought I was straight, I got become quite addicted to kitchen appliances, um, that were, you know, like those, this will speedily slice your potatoes and dance and bring you coffee, those sort of things that mm-hmm. were, you know, like, I think at one point in my early 20s I was a bit hooked on the shopping channel um, and now I think that's my litmus test for how I'm coping <laughs> if I ever go near a shopping channel ever again <laughs> it's a dangerous rabbit hole and of course how much would you expect to pay um, I'm sorry I couldn't resist that. Um, <laughs> that but it much. is but it's exactly it's exactly what it is and this, a thought comes to mind there's a fabulous song by Eric Bibb and other co-writers that I sometimes play a cover version of this show on by, by the fi- fabulous Diana Wolf and the Wolfgang called I Ended Up With Too Much Stuff. And I think, yeah, there is a huge cult um, of this sort of capitalist, industrialised stuff. And maybe we need to, um, you know, start, um, you, know, you know, sort of, well, you know, it's nice if you can afford the stuff, but maybe not all of us can. So, yes, there's plenty of cults out there. Get your ideas in. I'll keep checking in on it um yeah tell us a bit more about the you know the themes of the show and don't not too many spoilers because we want people to come to the motley bow bow house i love saying that um next um sunday night the 15th um um you know sort of what, what, what sort of give us a few more teasers rather than spoilers okay well another, another place this show came from uh was a bit inspired by some comedy i saw last year so I just want to give a shout-out to the work of Alan Grimshaw, who did a show called Grim, if anyone's seen that, um, which is very absurdist. And it it comes from me uh, also just, you know, like I've embraced musical comedy. I'm, I'm also inspired by people like Jude Pearl, if, if people know Jude Pearl, and also Josh Cake and, you know, Sammy J, obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, those sort of things. So this is a, a mashup. this show. It's... But Gary Starr's Grease Lightning was a was a was a bolt of lightning for me. Uh, often people in my personal life say I am so much funnier in person than I am on stage, and often don't know how to take that. But it's about authenticity, and it's about just being really in your body on stage. And for me, I'm doing that more. And I performed recently with Queer Cabaret at the Motley Bow How, and uh, there was this moment where I realised I was just. 100% delivering my material and 100% being myself, which, as you know, is very complicated for me at the moment in some ways mm-hmm. because I am going through my second puberty. I have been on testosterone now for a few weeks and I am a 16-year-old boy trapped in a 52-year-old body. So <laughs> in some ways I am regularly hitting the wall of tired. I actually have more energy than I can sustain <laughs> physically. So... I want to do so much more, <laughs> um, and I can't. But this, yeah, this show is a mishmash, and it's a mishmash of concepts like absurdism. And the nice part about it is that as an autistic person, I often feel like I've got to over-explain myself, and I don't want to mask either. And my style is to be in person, as you know, Sally, is quite direct, and I am the person that someone will give me a long talk about something, and I'll come back with six words and they'll laugh. Um, Mm -hmm. But I haven't been able, it's interesting that you can't always translate that onto stage 
because of the fear of performing I have, which I get quite fearful before. And then, yeah, trying to move into this space of like dotting through this show. It's just, it's a lot heavily edited. It's kind of like boom and then silliness and all of the things I love, you know, that make me laugh as well more. So it's more authentic than I think I've ever been. But I also dislike this idea of authenticity as well because I think it gets twisted and thrown around too much. But, yeah, it's there's a lot of silliness in there. There's less. There's nerd content, but it's sort of show, not tell. If that makes sense. Okay, then I've got. Mm. Well, I'm gonna. I've got two questions. Um, um, I want to talk about this um, sort of issue of authenticity and what you meant by that, because that's sort of my. Um, you know, sort of, well, not radars or light bulbs, just something my ears pricked up there. You know, um, mm. let's just go back to that first. Um, you know, tell us a bit more about that. I think on my last show, I decided I go off on tangents a lot in my sort of the tendrils of my brain. And it's been a challenge. I mean, I'm writing up the final, I'm in the final few months of a PhD and you know the, the the tendrils and if you've if, if for the autism community some of them will be familiar with this idea of tendrils or spires or you know the idea that our we don't like being distracted and we don't like being interrupted when we're really deep inside something because mm-hmm. our brain's sending out all these little tendrils and they're all out at once in one idea and when someone walks in and goes do you want breakfast they all kind of fracture and snap and we you know yep. so I suppose uh, being authentic for me is when I am around other people and I'm not engaged in something deep like research, so just out in a club or sitting talking to you or whatever else, I tend to be very sort of all over the place, which is not not conducive to the other story I just told. It's the tangent, sorry. But I tend to be very physical. I tend to be very goofy i tend to deflect seriousness with joy but keep the issues at the heart of it so i i am not a high emotion person i struggle with high emotion but i'm aware that comedy is an emotional tool laughter is a response but it's also an emotional response um i laughter is my comfort space you know laughter is where i mean through my thesis i've been talking to comedians who come from um, I don't want to perpetrate the myth of the broken comedian because that's not true. Mm. But, you know, people have come from backgrounds that others haven't experienced or had difficulty and recognise the enormous value in laughter as a way to build solidarity, as a way to build meaning between people who have had similar experiences, but also as a way to share them with people that have not had those experiences. Um, So I recognise that for me being authentic on stage is embracing those ideas that, you know, I think I was really concerned with what made other people laugh until recently. (laughs) Now I'm like, this is, this is what people laugh at when I do it in real life. This is, this is just, and it's also stuff that I enjoy delivering. So I think for me that's what authenticity means. There's so much pressure on performers to be polished or to be this or to be that or to be an algorithm appealing thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, the other part that um, was going for me there, um, as you were talking about authenticity, talking with Jack Brady about their show God Hates Me, <clears throat> Sunday, October 15 at Motley Bauhaus as part of Fringe. Show and not tell. What now? What's. Um, ah. Well, wow, that got me intrigued. So, again, uh, looking at more absurdist forms of comedy, uh, for example, there's been a few moments when I've been talking to comedians in the last few years where I've watched a show and at the end of it they've said, what did you think? And I've said, that bit where you did this has this subtext of this and this and this. And they'll go, oh, oh, I just it's just funny and I just wrote it. Oh, and then there's this moment where they've realised there was something subconscious going on and they've just shown it. They've just shown it and not told it. It's not Uh. a really – so, for example, I have – there is a banner that I unfold on stage during this show. (laughs) 
And I'm not telling you what's on it, but there is a banner that I unfold and I was showing it to some academics. As you do. And they're laughing. They're laughing. But then they're going, oh, my goodness, did you see that, 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 that subtext under just that image? <laughs> and I'm like, um, no. <laughs> it, and it's a classic show, not tell. It's also letting the audience have agency over how they interpret something, which in the world of where we're trying to be so narrow with our messaging, uh-huh. um, it, it it's... Yeah, more about, and also about, like, there's audience interaction in the show. It is low pressure. I just need to point out, if I invite people to do things, they have to be willing. Uh, And often I find people, when I do the singing stuff, will say to me at the end, I didn't want to sing, but I sang because I felt comfortable. Gave them permission to not sing. So there's those ideas as well. But there's some audience interaction in this, and some of that audience interaction shows that what I am talking about in this show without me telling it. Yep. So it's I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm with you now. It's just sort of, you know, lead lead people let's sort of well nudge people along and then people give them a open the door a bit, they'll find their way to open the rest of the door and then get the interpretation including the humor and laughter or thought and or thought provoking because we don't like just or that's too binary um that people want. <laughs> Which is which is you know what a what a good show needs to do. It needs to leave people entertained and thinking. So um, and that's going to be your approach, which is your unique thing, which is authentic. Gosh, who knows? Maybe this whole thing's coming together. There's a frightening <laughs> concept. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, it's new because I think all of us curate who we are to the outside world. Mm. So you know, and that's our, you know, our right for uh, the safety reasons. There's all sorts of number of reasons and the reason we do that. But yeah, this show is just a, a bit more about the goofiness that those that know me well experience in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll back that um, without question. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, now the thing is that um, this show also touches, well, a lot on things like cults and conspiracies um, mm. you know, sort of, and remember people, um, if you've got something that in day-to-day life seems reasonable, but really is probably some sort of, um, in, an, in a, in a way could end up being feeling like a, a cult-like behavior, get it into us as quickly as you can. But, um, yeah, tell us a bit more about, um, this whole idea of cults and conspiracies, um, either from the point of the view of the show or of the point of view in, um, as a friend of mine used, or as an economics lecturer of mine used to call it really, really lifey. Really lifey. Oh, I like that. Mm. Uh, okay, really lifey perspective. I Most of my childhood I was very fascinated with the dark side of life. And I think there was, you know, I, I come from a working class a family of two disabled parents, both of which were 20 years apart in age. There was a whole lot of politics in that family. Um, we had, you know, abuse on both sides of the family. Um, so I suppose, you know, I was always trying to figure out why people try and hurt one another. And some of the things that I was drawn to from an art perspective were dark subjects, you know, things like vampires and werewolves. And and, and it was funny because my offspring, you know, everyone knows I call my offspring the offspring. Oh, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> The, the one offspring that I had when I thought I was straight. Um, so <laughs> me the other day, we uh, started to sit on the couch and um, ex- talk about the themes in vampire movies, you know, the themes about families of origins and blood connections and biology and all yeah. of those. So, again, talking about that showing, not telling. And uh, if anyone's ever been in one of my gender politics lectures, they will know I unpack the Twilight series <laughs> in terms of domestic violence messaging um, and how uh, how I don't like Twilight because of the whole, oh, if you just love him hard enough, he'll sparkle and not rip your throat out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I am, I've been sort of immersed in this world, but I always, it didn't, didn't depress me. <laughs> It was like it, it, I was placing it like a human and behaviour. How do I avoid these people? And the truth is sometimes 
situations and circumstances and where we are mean we end up in situations, be they relationships, be they friendships, be they organisations, be they groups of people, where we suddenly realise that maybe we've been sucked in. We've been sucked into someone else's power game. And I think all of us at some point of our life can relate that story somewhere. And the other thing for me is I do know someone who has had a marriage end, a 30-year marriage, because of the Trump conspiracies in the United States. Mm. And there's new research coming out about the hurt that people that you know like and we while we're busy sort of using terms like cookers which i there is a reference to that once in my flyers somewhere and i kind of went you know maybe i shouldn't have done that you know i don't know um there are people behind this and the answers are not necessarily you know shouting at each other on the internet and raging you know, outrage produces more outrage. Mm. And I would argue that there's different types of outrage and there's different ways you can do outrage that are more effective or less effective. But the most effective outrage is the scariest form, you know. And, you know, we've seen this through history on repeat. So I'm really interested in emotion because I said to you, I'm not a high emotion person. You know, I'm not. I struggle with very, very dramatic high emotion people. Um, and that's fine. They're allowed to be. I need to disclaimer. They're completely <laughs> allowed to be. It's not my role in life to say that. But the way my neurobiology is, the way my my experiences with trauma is, my family of origin, my background means that's hard for me. So I do deflect that with humour. So I'm very interested in this notion that we can still have pointed co- conversations about things that is not that we normally feel we have to use outrage for. And we can do that with humour and with another affect, which is the laughter, but also be quite pointed and also incorporate some more compassion into those expressions of counter-outrage. Um, I'm, I think I said it to you, hashtag joyful anarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I'm very, I am concerned. Disclaimer, please don't start throwing definitions of anarchy at me. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm trying to put two concepts together and come up with something muddly. <laughs> Will that language uh, evolve? Yeah. 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 Um, let, let, I want to explore this concept of joyful anarchy more because I think it's <laughs> something that not only relates to your show, God Hates Me, um, Jack Brady's show, um, which occurs next Sunday night at the Motley Bauhaus in Carlton, but uh, it's something that I think would probably cross into... Um, many of the shows on 3CR, 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au, and lots of things that many of our listeners um, probably, you know, um, have thoughts about and feels about. So let's, I want to explore this concept, and, and let, you know, when we're not going to get hooked on definitions of words um, of joy, joyous anarchy, I want to go a bit further with that, actually. Joyful anarchy, sorry, or joyous. I'd really like to give a shout out to the uh, Rainbow Community Angels at the moment. That, yeah, as an example, yeah, um, I haven't sought their permission. I apologise, but I think they're an example that pops into my head. Uh, these are the community angels that put angel wings on and do this very, mm-hmm. you know, at, at hardcore. And I'm just going to use this language: right wing extremist protests. Uh, I think that's a good example of what I'm talking about. Um, I I think that's a, a rally form. I think there's a number of shows at Melbourne Fringe this year that embrace this idea. Um, and the one that pops into my head is Gender is a Scam and I'm Winning by Josh Cake, uh, which is musical comedy, but it's, you know, it's quite a, a joyful rebuke of uh, all of the criticisms of the trans community Without, and, and there's notions in that of intersectionality, there's notions of racism, a bunch of other topics, you know, categorising and stereotyping people in that. And I just cannot wait for that show. Um, the show I mentioned last from, you know, Grimm was another one, but it's very absurdist. So this idea that 
you can i mean we get it we call it clapbacks sometimes i've seen it referred to as a clapback my shows are often my songs that i write which are mm-hmm. the abominable snow person is about being called the a word <laughs> you know um, on and 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 me going i read it wrong as abominable abominable snowman almost got my pronouns right um you know <laughs> Uh, and then, and then it's a, it's a, it's about a, a clap back. Um, it's also done in a joyful way. So, I, I am very sort of influenced at the moment by people. I'm also 52 and doing something that most people do in their 20s. Mm. And the trolls at the moment are saying things like, "Oh, now and misgendering me is this, and now is this." And I'm not. It's not a matter of now. This is this is me. This is who I've always been. But society kept me in a box that was, you know, built by all of those experiences I mentioned: cultural influences, societal influences. Growing up mm-hmm. in a very small town, you know, and I, I grew up in a very small town in southeast Queensland. I mean, I had to laugh the other day. Somebody was trying to tell me Geelong was a small town, and I'm a bit like 253. I had to Google how many people live in Geelong. 253,000. I grew up in a town of less than a thousand. I don't know. Is it a micro town? Is that like a minuscule town? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, and, and it's kind of like, all right. So um, I experience a bit of trolling. My, the trolling that I experience is more so from people saying, oh, I was talking to someone who doesn't like me and, and they've said, now you are this, now you are that. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a very conservative worldview and they're fully entitled to it, but that's not who I am. Um, and, and yeah, so the idea of joyful anarchy is just like I'm not going to be bothered with what people think that are from the other side. I'm going to embrace the messaging of our side and I'm going to put it out there in a really joyful way because I believe the gender diverse community and member, you know, is is a very joyous space. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of joy in being who you are, and not being complying with some authoritarian messaging that says you should wear pink or blue. Absolutely, <clears throat> just um, mentioning um, gender is a scam and I am winning is on from the 18th to the 22nd of October. So that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the Festival Hub Trades Hall Corner Store. Um, so get your tickets on the Fringe site, melbournefringe.com.au, along with tickets to Jack Brady in God Hates Me um, at the Motley Bauhaus on Sunday the 15th of October. Yeah, so I, I think we know, I think we need that. This is how we can get it back, um, you know, just sort of, um, you know, it's joyous anarchy. It's, um, you know, sort of often... I, I have to not, I don't, you know, in terms of online trolls, you know, waste of time to get, try to engage with them. Um, so I just think that sometimes, you know, laughing at them, it's the same as toxic masculinity. That's what I was trying to think of, that when you laugh <laughs> at toxic masculinity people who are in the the main badly behaved cisgender men or bad attitude cisgender men, they don't know what to do. Um, they expect you to argue, which of course plays into their thing, or they expect to silence you and then you laugh at them and they go, oh, no. I do and ain't that just too bad so it kind of all plays in with that in a way um, which yeah, I really and, like it and as much as there's people that don't like the tolerance paradox um, for those who don't know who the tolerance paradox is the tolerance paradox is the idea uh, and I've forgotten the philosopher's name and I feel very unacademic but if you look up the toler- tolerance paradox it's the idea that when you overly tolerate bigotry tolerance dies Mm. So, you know, there's a clear, we, you know, we can make clear distinctions between hate speech and freedom of speech. And, ha- and I think hate speech is also defined by when people double down because there's also this thing where people just don't know. And I'm, I'm a, I, like we talk about doom scrolling on, online, but I have become very disheartened with people jumping on each other online because someone has made a mistake and they genuinely don't know or understand. Mm. And then there's these pylons, these internet pylons, and it's like you wouldn't do this in the street. 
or would you? I don't know. <laughs> mm, I don't want to think <laughs> but, about that. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> and, and and it's 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 I. Uh, Look, I'm terrified. I'm just going to put this out there. This is my personal politics. It's nothing to do with any organisation or anyone I am associated with. Disclaimer, disclaimer. I'm terrified we might have Peter Dutton as a Prime Minister one day, just quietly. Um, And I I think we all need to have the eyes on the prize of not tearing people down for getting it wrong, but for mocking and laughing at issues, like you were saying, toxic masculinity. You laugh at the toxic masculinity part of it. There was a comment I nearly weighed in. I nearly did speed, speed feel like mm. a hypocrite. I nearly weighed in on an article the other day about in the UK, uh, green. there's been a, a court case against a green funeral home because they've found that they haven't been cremating bodies. And somebody, sorry, scary topic, sorry. Um, someone had commented, anything green is a, is a scam. <laughs> and I typed out this response that was basically to the effect is, oh, my goodness, tell the trees, tell the grass, tell the forests, everything green is a scam. Oh, my goodness, has someone told them? Um, and has someone told that, you know, we need more of the exploitative industries to save them so that we can exploit people's wages in the harvesting of them, surely? <laughs> and then I went, okay, no, no, you're not going to do this. You're just not going to bother. You're going to put it on stage somewhere else or on a radio show at Sunday called Out of the Pan. <laughs> Thank you. Out of the Pan is the show uh, on 3CR, show covering um, issues knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Um, and you're with Sally Goldner and guest Jack Brady, uh, the star of God Hates Me. And, um, you know, we sort of... Um, um, you know, we were going to touch, um, because we are, of course, um, where are we, six days away from next Saturday, um, being um, the voice, um, not, sorry, not um, that voice, but um, the voice referendum, um, mm. in all seriousness, um, and you wanted to have a, just a couple of quick thoughts about that, um, and how they sort of fit sure. into all of this um, um, shebang that you, we've been talking about. Sure. I I want to acknowledge that there are members of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community who don't support the voice, Uh, and I want to acknowledge that there there is a majority, according to all the polls, that do. Um, I wanted to acknowledge that, that, uh, you know, including some people that I have spoken to, the Treaty First movement is a legitimate movement, but there's a lot of conspiracies out there and a lot of people are buying into these ideas. And I just want to prompt some thinking. This is an advisory committee. It, it doesn't have the powers that a lot of these conspiracies are made. There is a lot of information out there. And I was driving along, I don't know where it was exactly, on my way into the city, which is my numerous things I live out in the West, and there was someone had spray-painted three times, if you don't know, go and effing find out. Mm. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm heading towards a PhD in political science. I'm very no nonsense. I'm very direct. When I went to school in the seventies, Oh, and I'm not a boomer. I'm a Gen X, but you know, I don't even believe in those categories of generations Mm. as a strict thing because my father was, you know, a hundred years old and had the same political views as me, which were very radical for his generation. Um, and and that is, you know, you know, we, we, the way we change things is by being engaged the way we, and, and it's, it's an incredible point of privilege to be able to say, there's not enough information and, and, and then not be able to tell me how there isn't enough information. Um, so mind talking directly to white Australians in this space and going, you know, when we had Mabo, the Mabo decision, Mm-hmm. And the the Native Title Act came into being. We saw exactly the same conspiracies: land grab. You're gonna they're gonna dig up your backyard. You're not gonna be you know, all sorts of ridiculous things. And it did not happen. So it's not going to happen again. Yep. It it has is there's so many good people out there doing good uh, TikTok videos. There's people like Will Strack. There's some amazing stuff out there. When you vote, vote with your conscience, but also just vote with your heart. Yep. You know, this is, 
I, you know, um, I watched a comedian named Ben Richardson, who um, I'm a bit of a fan of, who does his comedy in. He is a is it an adult that was born from deaf parents. Yep. Um, and he does Auslan with his with his comedy, and he's an interpreter as well. And he was just he used an example from his community to demonstrate not being heard, you know, because of the lack of people speaking Auslan. And it was it was an example that he used that he could speak from his experience. We've all got experience of not being heard. This is on a massive systemic injustice scale that is embedded deeply in our colonial history, and it's time to decolonize together. Um, and that's me on my soapbox that I'm not ashamed. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. No, look, look, look I, I agree with you. And, of course, the other thing that, you know, about fear-mongering that comes to mind, you know, sort of um, the sort of fear-mongering, of course, during the Postal Survey for Marriage Equality about, um, you know, the, the fears that could be brought up. And, of course, um, it was just fear. I mean, oh, marriage equality could lead to trans rights. And the, the problem is what? You know, <laughs> um, well, so we're going to keep trans people alive, are we, if we have marriage equality? Well, that'd be a good thing. Um, that sounds like a very nice thing to me. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, look, th- thank you for that. And, yes, yeah, please, people, vote from your, your heart and your conscience and a sense of kindness um, next Saturday um, is definitely the go. Um, you know, we're sort of racing through everything um, as we come up with um, about 15, 10 minutes of um, time left to chat. Um, I think we might just have a couple of quick messages. I'll just pop you on... Um, pause for a second um and we'll just um clear clear some messages and um you uh, come back with to wrap up our chat with jack brady about god hates me perhaps uh, maybe get a few um of jack's recommendations for fringe as well a few other things you're on 3cr 855 am 3cr digital 3cr.org.au 3cr on demand out of the pan with sally Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children aged 3 and 4 can access 15 hours per week of free kinder. Kinder programs provide culturally safe places for children and families and are led by qualified teachers. Enrol for 2024. Speak with your preferred kinder service or local council today about how to register for a place. Corey Kids Shine at Kindergarten. Find out more at vic.gov.au forward slash kinder. Authorised by the Victorian Government Melbourne. A 3CR supporter. It's all about a voice in our own country. We've got a reason for screaming out, where's our voice in this country? You know, not that I want to be a part of the Constitution for that, you know. That's why 3CR is so important to, to me and this community here. We've got a voice, but it's not, you know, we're entitled to a bigger voice than what we've got, but it's all about having a voice. Subscribe to 3CR. Fiercely independent and community controlled. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03 9419 Hi there, it's busy homosexual and community darling Dean R. Curie. And you're listening to 3CR Community Radio on 855am. Keep Radical Radio alive. Community Radio is everything, and I love it. What a wonderful voice. Dean Curie, the, as he says, the busiest, busy homosexual, um, and a wonderful human being all round as well. On three, um, talking about 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, out of the pan with Sally, coming towards the end of the show, Freedom of Species in at one o'clock um, and um, talking all things animal advocacy, rotations at two, um, the rotating music that uh, we do on uh, 3CR from two till three and Queering the Air from three till four. Jack Brady, um, we've pretty much um, talked about um, God Hates Me, um, which is Next Saturday, next Saturday, Sunday next night, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. Oh dear, I got stuck on something else um, at the Motley <laughs> Bauhaus. But um, we also um, just you've got lots of a few recommendations um, because I mean there's so much amazing stuff in um, Fringe. Um, but you've got a few personal recommendations you just wanted to give a mention to. 
Yeah, we've we've already given Josh a cake a pretty good scam, stand out uh, shout out with gender as a scam. Yeah. Uh, the other one is Adore Handel. Yes. Who uh, is a delightful 18th century housewife queer artist um, who is just someone I adore. Their show is called Little Black Book, mm-hmm. and it's at the Butterfly Club downstairs from the 16th to the 22nd of October. And I strongly recommend that show. Uh, just drag delightful, musical delightful. If you are, I mean, I grew up wanting to be a musician, and now I pl- I'm a hack on a piano who does a little bit, um, and, and I just, oh, I just bow down <laughs> to, <laughs> to their magnificence. Uh, the other one is is one for people who think uh, who are obsessed with '90s pop culture, Ooh. and I, this is particularly one for our friends in the cishet community. <laughs> Our allies in the CISEC community. Uh, it has some messaging that definitely appeals to queer audiences as well, of course. Uh, it's called Garbage Trash, and it's at Theory Bar, which used to be the old Loop Project Bar and Space, but it's Theory Bar in the city, in the CBD, and their name is Alan Marnie. Yeah. Um, and this is someone that I work with occasionally on a couple of little things across, uh, just like cross-promotion stuff. Um and, yeah, just gusto and guts on stage in pink velvet, and it's fabulous. A lot of singing. Um, and it's also part of the, the I'm calling the bad art movement, which we talked about briefly. It's the idea that the art is not bad, but it gives you permission to sing in the shower, to not feel shame. I recently put a post on Instagram about sing just for the sake of it, you know, just to as a mental health thing, just to embrace the things and not go, oh, it's art therapy. Go, it's actually part of being human. So this idea of getting your voice out there. And the other one is 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 just if you like poetry, mm-hmm. it, this is the and you like cheese and food, which Ooh. just look at the shape of me. Clearly, I do. The hungry poet Katie Loner, and it's at Jimmy Watson's. 14th to 14th of October, and I would like to give a shout-out to the show Sally is in, which is called Sally. Which is called Wake. Thank you so much. Um, You got the um, bag of cash on the park bench. I didn't say that. Um, Seriously, yeah. Um, This Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the 10th, 11th, 12th, and the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday afterwards, 17, 18, 19, October, at the Italian Social Club, 71 Kyle Road, Altona, um, there'll be all sorts of um, thought-provoking themes and good fun in there. And um, so, yes, um, this and next, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights, I did it again. There were your obligatory wrestling references for today, people <laughs> of all genders. We got them in somewhere. Um, we pinned that one to the mat. Oh. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, it'll be a big gold belt winner for sure. But the whole Fringe Festival <laughs> is, of course, it's just wonderful that you know, artists have a, a chance to have a crack and get a Guernsey and do things, um, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. um, it's really, really important. Um, oh, oh, we have some special discount codes too. Ooh, I yes. forgot. Yes, 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 we do indeed. Um, so from 12 p.m. T- today to 12 p.m. on Tuesday for 48 hours, if you'd like to come to God Hates Me for $15, you plug in the promo code, all lowercase, don't not all out lowercase. That's not the promo code. Sorry. The promo <laughs> very, very code is out of the pan. Yep. All lowercase letters, all squished together, and you will get an out of the pan fifteen dollar ticket. Plus, if we haven't had any responses to our request for conspiracies and things that should be cults and conspiracies, we'll get somewhere for you to put them, Sally. And that's till Wednesday, and that gets two free tickets to the show. So yeah. To God hates me, to silliness. To silliness, to God hates me. Uh, it's I've I can tease our listeners as well. I've seen a couple of little trial snippets, and it's very very funny and nerdy, and um, makes a point, which is what good entertainment needs to be. Um, 
I think um, probably just about time to, to wrap it up um, because we've got to take it out, um, believe it or not, with another Paul Kelly song with God in the end. Just to get some liberal balance back into the show, I've, I've decided to play um, Paul Kelly's track, God's Hotel. Um, so love you, Paul. <laughs> love you, Paul. Um, a strong yes supporter, which I think is a good thing to do. So two Paul Kelly tracks, um, which is always a good thing. Um I better wrap it up and make way for Freedom of Species. They get um, They will be in very, very soon. Jack Brady, Chookers for um, next Sunday night at the Motley Bear House at six pm. Um, be there, of course, just a bit earlier to grab a beverage or something. Yes, and um, support the wonderful crew there. Be there for a boogie afterwards. A boogie. Yeah, I think if they're dancing, I don't know. I hope they're dancing. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll make up our own dancing. We'll, we'll be joyous yeah. anarchy or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Jack Brady, thanks for your time um, to talk about God Hates Me and what's behind the show and out of the pan today. Take it out with Paul Kelly and God's Hotel. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. Everybody's got a room in God's hotel. Everybody's got a room in God's hotel. You'll never see a sign on the door saying no vacancies here anymore. Everybody's got a room. In God's hotel Everybody got wings In God's hotel Everybody got wings In God's hotel You'll never see a sign Hanging on the door saying no time may both feet leave the floor Everybody got wings In God's hotel Everybody is blind in God's hotel. Everybody is blind in God's hotel. You'll never see a sign on the door saying, No, geez, red skins, blacks, that means you ball. Everybody is blind. Everybody's deaf in God's hotel. Everybody's dumb in God's hotel. You'll never see a sign on the wall saying, Thou shalt not blaspheme, curse, holler, or ball. Everybody's deaf and dumb in God's hotel. Everybody's got heaven in God's hotel. Everybody's got heaven in God's hotel. You'll never see a sign on the bathroom wall saying, 
Let Rosie get to heaven, dial 798-4444. Everybody's got heaven in God's hotel. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.